stuff. Welcome to episode number 105 of the Good Stuff Kids podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mason. You found the show where I talk to the creators of certified and bona fide good stuff for kids and families. And on today's show, I talk to Morgan Taylor, who is the creator and brains behind the operation that is Gustopher Yellow Gold. If you don't know Gustopher Yellow Gold, then I'm glad you're here because this is important stuff. This is some of the most creative and fun music that you will find for your kids and your family in the whole wide world. I had a great time talking to Morgan. We got into how he created it and some of the songs. And by the way, if you like that little clip you just heard, that's a song called Baconstein, which is off the brand new Gustopher Yellow Gold album, brighter side and you just got to hear all of the backstory about Gustopher. Morgan really has has taken this to a level that I was really really happy to hear. There's a lot of thought that goes into it, a lot of wit. It's very witty, very funny. We'll definitely keep the parent engaged as well as the kid. And it's one of those deep dive kinds of things. Like you can you can get into this. You can get into the world of Gustopher Yellow Gold. Of course, if you like this and you want to find more good stuff for your kids and family, then by all means, go to my website, goodstuffpod.com. All the old episodes are there. Or you can find them on iTunes or Stitcher or I think Google Play, maybe Spotify soon. That would be cool. We spend a lot of time on Spotify. And uh, they're all there. And it's free. Like, what's better than free? Nothing's better than free. Of course, if you want to reach me, you can email me, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Think you got some good stuff? Send it my way. Let's get you on the show. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. One of my favorite things to do, talk about it. So with no further ado, it's episode 105. And as promised in episode 100, every fifth episode will have a four plus one top four songs in my car plus one song that I try to get my kids to listen to and enjoy. Did we have a winner this week? Well, I'll just tell you, I'm not going to give away that answer, but there are some surprises during this 4 plus 1. What does that mean? Well, let's find out. Coming in at number 4 this week is Daddy's Beard by Josh Loveless, an instant classic. Daddy's beard itches my face, itches my face, itches my face. Number three is Walking Around with the Giants by the Dilly Dallies. They were just on the show last week, and this song has been in my head, and I assume my kids' heads, since that happened, because we've been listening to it a lot. I'm just walking around with giants As we stroll down the street They all seem really busy And I'm just staring at them Number two is sort of still on the uh, the Halloween side of things. It is uh, Monster Mash by Bobby Boris Pickett. And we've just been listening to this one a lot. It's not even Halloween. But it is a graveyard smash, so there's something to be said about that. I was working in the lab late one night When my eyes beheld an eerie sight For my monster from his slab began to rise And suddenly... To my surprise, he did the match. He did the monster match. The monster match. It was a graveyard smash. He did the match. It caught on in a flash. He did the match. He did the monster match. And number one this week is Fire Truck by the Imagination Movers. And be careful with the volume on this one. Um, my daughters insisted that we listen to it like seven or eight times in a row and every single time I am nervously looking in my rear view mirror because I think I'm being pulled over. A lot of realistic siren sounds in here. So thanks to the imagination movers for keeping the parent drivers of America on their toes. We're 
Coming in at our plus one this week is a song called Mount Crushmore by the band Lettuce. And as you know, the Good Stuff family, well, me, I like to keep things funky. And this one's funky, and a little dark. And I, I wasn't sure if my kids were going to like it. So you're probably wondering if this is a winner. Well, this is a bona fide and certified winner. Do you know how I know? Because when my daughter was in the tub... And we were brushing her hair because it needs to be conditioned and brushed because she's curly like that. She was singing the music to this song. And then she started freestyle rapping to the melody. I was so happy. It could have been my best day as a parent. It probably was not my best day as a parent. But it was a very, very, very exciting thing for me to know that my six-year-old daughter may be a rapper at the very least she has rhythm so before we get to lettuce's mount crushmore yeah that's right lettuce l-e-t-t-u-c-e before we get to mount crushmore here's just a sample of my daughter eliza freestyling to the melody of this song before we get to the original song like anything you heard on this week's countdown you can find all of it on amazon apple or spotify support these artists and now more mount crushmore Welcome to the Good Stuff Kids podcast, Morgan Taylor, the the person behind Gustafer Yellowgold. Morgan, how are you today? I'm good. That's me. That's you. That is totally you. Um, we have a lot to talk about, <laughs> and that is not meant in an intimidating way, but I think that we have a lot to learn from you and how you okay. approach your work. So tell us a little bit about you first before we get into the world of Gustafer. Um, well, let's see. Uh, no, no one's ever started that way. Uh, I am. Uh, I'm a guy. Okay. Uh, see. Okay. I'll narrow it down. I um. I'm, I moved from Ohio to New York City in the '90s, and um, always been a musician and cartoonist, and loved music and drawing. And um, so I, I combine those two things for the Gustafer Project, and I'm also a dad. I have two young boys. Um, uh, nine and six, and my wife Rachel is a musician, uh, a school teacher, and yes, yeah, so we have this this life up here in Kingston, and um, it's great. It's it's very musical home, mm-hmm. and love art and stuff like and and that kind of great stuff. So that's that's kind of gives you the setting of me. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's a, it's a pretty idyllic sounding thing for those of us who have music and art in our lives and to live where you live in the the that part of the country in the New York area is a is a beautiful is a beautiful thing. So, did you start off like in bands? Did you come up doing that kind of thing or were you always kind of like a solo type of person? 
No, I I, uh, I was definitely always band guy. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, back when, yeah, just as a as a kid, um, making cardboard guitars and 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 miming to Kiss records and stuff. Like that. <laughs> yeah. And, it was a you know it was about getting the friends together and making something and you know we would we would we always kind of made it our own we you know we imitated kiss and then we would and then we would invent our own kiss like bands with different makeup designs and you know, oh. stuff like that. so but yeah by the time I was actually playing music I played in several bands um probably like you know four or five like serious bands with albums and um you know, kind of the going for it, trying to see what we could do. Uh-huh. Um, and, and then I moved to New York City uh, and formed a new band under my name. Just I called it Morgan Taylor's Rock Group. <laughs> and uh, and then after that, of course, that I was Morgan Taylor, the solo the solo guy. Uh-huh. Um, and then yeah, that and then that's when I evolved as Augustopher. So yes, yeah, and, and I think that the that that all like that trajectory all makes sense. But I think where, where it diverges a little bit is um, like, do you remember where you were, what you were doing when the Gustafer idea came to you or like, what were the stages of the idea coming to, I guess? Cause it's fascinating. You know, you, you have this fully formed character that you have and you're writing songs for him and uh, it had to start somewhere. Do you have like that? Do you have that like sort of crystal clear idea of where you were when that happened? Um, well, it wasn't it wasn't all at once. It was Gustafer the the visual of him uh, existed separately first, uh-huh. um, starting back in Ohio when I worked at a record store and I I doodled this character on the on the new releases board, kind uh-huh. of as an extra, extra decoration, uh-huh. um, and kind of had him just around in a r- very early rough version of him, and then. Um, you know, bar napkins, you know, drawing on, on just kind of fun, uh, cartoon things, whimsical, and then with no real purpose or kind of vision of what he was. Uh So, um, when that first, when that Morgan Taylor, when the rock group, uh, started to feel like it was running its course, I didn't want to just start a new band and kind of try the same stuff again i just felt like i needed something different so basically what i thought i was doing was taking a break uh-huh. doing a, a book little kids book project that i i uh, i had a, a lot of new songs after moving to new york um i was ha- enjoying this very nice kind of outpour of inspiration because i was a sound engineer as well uh-huh. so i was night i wouldn't i worked Night after night after night, and you know, when I, on my nights off, I would still go to the 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 bar and listen and sit was sit and listen to the music. Yeah. Um, so anyway, I had all this mu- extra music. I call it extra because I wasn't playing some of these songs with my band. So when I was doing these picture books, I the songs I used to uh, il- illustrate out the lyrics of were some of the more uh, short, whimsical poem songs. Uh-huh. And. All the songs were sung in this first-person narrative, in this first-person voice that was sort of fictional. And I'm like, well, it's not Morgan singing this. And so I'm like, oh, hey, maybe I'll use that, that little that point. Guy. <laughs> that little fella I got. <laughs> right? And yeah. so I put in, and, and, you know, he was – I colored him yellow back in 97 or whatever it was. But so here, here was this guy singing these songs, and I'm like, okay, well, what else, what else would fit? In, this, in these books, and I ended up doing uh, three or four of these books um, just on my own, you know, just uh, printing and uh, spray glue and string and binding and uh, showing them to friends, and, and I had like six, probably six to eight of these songs uh, drawn out uh-huh. in book form. Oh, cool. And, and there, was a, a, there was a point when uh, I was like, okay, what which songs would fit? And I looked at my uh, my song list, and I had "I'm from the Sun" was a song. I, I, that one I actually was playing with the band, uh-huh. and 
I'm like, oh, wait. <laughs> it's just his story. Oh, wow. Okay, that's interesting. I, oh, right, yeah, this yellow guy. Look, he's from the sun, of uh-huh. course. And then all of a sudden, it's just everything since then kind of just built on that nucleus. Yeah. And, and so many important things happened just because I made a lyrical choice. Yeah. Whims, you know, just on a whim, I wrote a song called Your Eel and uh, Pterodactyl Tuxedo and Mint Green Bee. Um <laughs> In the song "My Dragon," and just all in, in each song had like one mention of some aspect of this character's character's fictional world that I put into the actual Gustafer fiction. Uh-huh. That world was it existed all separately. It was like a reverse explosion where <laughs> pieces are scattered around everywhere, and and then they all kind of yeah. congeal and like sucked towards each other magnetically into yeah. and then. There he is. And oh. so after that happened, um, I just ha- I just kind of stayed the course because the reaction I was getting from people was so nice. And I realized I had something kind of unique and special with this that was, I, I think, put together um, in such an organic way that it, it, it felt so natural. Yeah. And that feel to people, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Like that, it completely was. You know, like you went the opposite direction. You, you know, like sometimes people are like, "Okay, I got this this drawing that I've done, and now I'm gonna create the backstory." But you had the backstory all happening at the same time, and like you know, you're I'm I'm sort of picturing like a a lot of balloons floating away, and you're like grabbing the strings and pulling them all together, and then it's like this beautiful this beautiful bunch, which is a a, a very different way of creating and you're right like a very organic way so so um and that's awesome you know like you you really like you started with the books and with no intention of turning it into like you know the a a career of making albums you know and uh and in sort of this like family music family rock genre and it just happened and those happy accidents are really powerful and and beautiful things um so that's really amazing and so you uh so so tell us if you were to give a bio on gustopher right like where does he come from where is he now um what would be sort of his a little bit of his backstory um well he was born on the sun Uh in uh, the capital city of the sun salaria Uh uh-huh and he's a sunling, uh, <laughs> and uh, it, as a youth, he was a little earth curious, and you know, you could see the earth from the sun, of course. But he, Gustopher had these aspirations. Um, he was a little more into it than than people thought he should be, and um, he always fantasized about possibly going to the earth, and but there was just no way. To do it, you can't. You can't get out of the sun's gravitational pull, as we all know. Yeah. So uh, he was bullied and teased, and um, and one day he just started realizing that uh, he was feeling a bit different than every other sunling, and and then um, I don't want to give away the whole thing because I'm yeah, actually yeah. I'm writing something right now, oh, okay. but. Uh, <laughs> Basically, there came a point when he realized that he had to leave the sun, uh-huh. and and so that is kind of the first chapter of Vesper's story. And he does come to the Earth, and that's how he meets uh, the eel and the pterodactyl and all these things. And he he came down to Earth in a vehicle called a Sun Pod. Okay, and um, it was built by his brother Ben okay. Yellow. And yeah, he landed in a Minnesota lake, and that's he accidentally when he crashed into the Minnesota lake. With his sun pod on that exact day, yeah, um, he accidentally saved the life of this eel that was just about to be eaten by a vicious lake creature. Uh-huh. Sun pod chunk landed on this uh, vicious creature and saved the eel. Yeah, and so they became quite uh, fast friends and sidekicks. So the entire uh, kind of central uh, character focus. Of Gustopher's Earth life is Gustopher and his eel. Yeah, Slim. 
Slim. Okay, I was going to ask if the eel had a name because I could not figure that out. But yeah, yeah Slim. Okay, good name for an eel. Nice. <laughs> and uh, which is short for Slimothy. <laughs> Even better. <laughs> yeah. So, uh-huh. so those guys are in there in the house in Minnesota, and Gustafur is adjusting to his his Earth life, and has to has an adjustment period where you know he's he's accidentally. Toasting things with his hot hands and has to get a grip on how to kind of control uh, those parts of himself. Huh. So that's that's the basic yeah. just you know and so there's this duality to Augustus' existence. There's all this there's all the the rich background on the sun, which is its whole long uh, story, and then now his Earth life and his struggle to fit in here mm-hmm. and um, coming to terms with what his former life means for his current life and things like that yeah a big big uh, big questions big questions that right. everyone has um, yeah and putting them in, in this form is really uh is really amazing and so the majority of the records prior to this one and i, I want to make sure i that i that we get this right um you in addition to writing the songs in addition to making the music and recording the music you are animating videos for I don't want to, I will let you explain like how many videos you've made or if there's a particular focus of the videos, like you haven't made one for every song, but um, these videos are awesome. And um, before, before I turn it over to you, I I just want to thank you for doing them. Like we watched, you know, I have uh, eight, six and four year olds at home and we watched some this morning and my eight year old loved it because he could read the words you know, and it's a simple thing. It's a small thing, but like he was able to more uh, clearly follow the story. So tell us a little bit about uh, all of the videos and you have a YouTube channel and I guess like t- what, what should we know? Um, well, let's see. I, yeah, I, I think I have a total of 76 mm-hmm. uh, music videos um, so far. Yeah. And they're basically what I do is when I record, I record the album, and then I hand draw a music video for every song on the album, and release it as a DVD CD set. So you have one disc to put in your in your uh, vid- for your video, and you have one disc for your car if you choose to take that. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> if you choose, <laughs> <laughs> and, you, um, and you will choose. <laughs> I think so. You see, if you should choose, if you should, should desire to put these silver <laughs> in your player, music will be upon it. But uh, yeah, so so it's video and music, and I've been doing that for seven albums and seven DVDs in a row since 2005 is when right. I yeah, began the record. And then, um, but except for this very last, the new one that just came out. Uh, Gust Frielgold's Brighter Side uh-huh. is the name of that um, is the first CD only release uh-huh. and in in a way I mean, it's kind of a dual purpose with my choice on that um, putting out a music video for every song on your album takes a long long time so yeah. basically when it, if I keep that kind of mode that MO I end up only being able to do that and what I want to do is is open it up so I can work on books and other animation elements to this whole world. So um, what I'm doing is, yeah, I put the album out in full and I'm taking my time with the videos and letting those roll out online uh-huh. as just to kind of keep um, keep having. And that's all. It, it keeps enables me to keep having some new thing to to uh, release and bring back attention back to, to Gustafur as a yeah. whole. Yeah. And, and I think that like, sorry to cut you off the, um, I would imagine writing a record, putting a record out, animating videos, like, and you've been doing it almost yearly, right? Like there's a couple of years where you didn't put something out, but almost annually since 2000. And I think you said 2007 was the first record. Is that right? Well, Tita, um, 2005 is when 2005. I got it. Okay. But then we re-released, but yes, okay. yes, yeah, since 10 to 12 years. Yeah. So I imagine that like, you got to reboot, you know, you got to refresh at some point and you know, it's clear that you are not done with Gustafer's story, 
But I think that finding ways to keep it fresh for yourself is equally important, you know? And uh, so it sounds like you found a nice way to do what you want to do with the project, but also like slow it down, maybe not commit to every single thing and be open to other avenues. So that's great. Right. Yeah. yeah and the other avenues being more other Gustafer stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> you're not putting back the, the Morgan Taylor rock band, but you're able to do other Gustafer. I mean, maybe you are, I don't know if you're putting the, the rock group oh. back together. Um, okay. So a lot of videos, a lot of music telling the story of Gustafer. Um, and I think I would be, uh, I, I would be, I would get some flack from some of my friends if I didn't ask you about, um, your relationship with the uh, polyphonic spree and, and Wilco. So you have some guys from Wilco that actually play on your record and Wilco is like pretty formative for a lot of folks in, in, uh, our generation, I would say. So how did you connect with those guys? Um, let's see. Well, that came from, uh, um, I was friends with, uh, Pat Sansone. The uh, he's one he's the multi instrumentalist um, guy in Wilco. Uh-huh. He joined in two thousand and four, five, two thousand five, I think. Yeah. Um, but I knew him from New York City. We were friends, and you know, I would see him coming through where I worked. I worked at the living room, which is now closed, but it was a, a smaller um, singer songwriter type venue um, that just had really good taste in in its booking and had a ton of great folks coming through and so pat i would see pat once in a while coming through he played he backing up different musicians and um we just you know talked a lot and if there was at some point i he asked if uh i got invited to play um bass on their um tour for it's pat and john steerett two of the wilco guys have a side project called the autumn defense uh-huh. and they put out an album 2003 and then they asked me to play bass on that tour and so yeah we spent a lot of time together yeah. and just <laughs> buddies and and then i gustopher opened for wilco in 2006 wow. and, and we've stayed in touch and we play and i know each other's records and it's it's great yeah and, uh, and pat sang on two of the songs on the on brighter side yeah and, and um you know, we're, we're talking about some future stuff as well, so it's good. It's great. It's good to have friends. <laughs> it's good yeah. to have friends. Who well, are... it is friends who are ex- insanely good musicians. Yeah, that helps too. <laughs> it make me sound uh, better. Yeah. And, um, and then Polyphonic Spree, uh, I think there was a the initial outreach we were doing with Christopher in 2005. Uh, we were like just um, – it was when my wife, my wife, Rachel, was uh, we were co-managing the project together, and I think she, you know, we were just email blasting, saying, "Hey, here's the new project we're working on," and um, we made a website for Gustopher, and um, one of the people we sent it to was a mutual friend of a Polyphonic Spree, their manager, uh-huh. for Chris Penn, who who runs the Good Records down there in Dallas, and he ended up seeing the Gustopher website. And saw, you know, that was uh, the he got he got it, and and the thing was was he saw the pictures of we used to make Gustaver head cookies oh. at every for show. Uh-huh. We were very ambitious at yeah. first. Yeah. <laughs> every show, hundreds of them. Yeah. Uh, that was not, I was not expecting that to be part of the Gustaver experience, but I love cookies, so I'm happy to hear it. And I was, we were baking them the night before the show, and I was hand icing. Every face on the cookie. Oh man! Um, so anyway, it was a picture of of those cookies on our website, and I mean, got a call from uh, Chris saying, "We got to get you down to Dallas for this holiday extravaganza, and you got to bring the cookies." So <laughs> it's all about that, the cookies. Okay, <laughs> that's that relationship started, and now um, I think this this Christmas will be like my eighth year. Oh wow! seventh or eighth year going back um and being part of their big holiday extravaganza it's fantastic we get to play in the majestic theater to a few thousand people and a big video screen and it's it's uh it's been a great um kind of annual annual fun thing yeah Yeah. so that that leads me to uh another question and that's what is the um 
what is the Gustafer Yellow Gold live experience like? It's uh, it's me. Yeah. Um, with like, my guitar, and I sing my show standing next to a giant movie screen full of the animated videos. Uh-huh. Um, and and then between every song, I I have a additional animation of kind of the contextual setting of of Gustafer's life and things. Mm-hmm. So basically I come out and I, I sing the songs and I explain uh, Gustafer's existence and connect the songs. You know, I, I pick from, you know, just like a regular uh, musician picking yeah. from, make your, you know, you make your set list. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it's just yeah. a set list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to make that harder than it needed to be. <laughs> <laughs> the the extreme list of songs. I choose yeah. the songs that are the best ones. <laughs> and yeah, so I'm when I play the music video for that song is playing and so you're reading the words, you're seeing the animation, and then between songs I have there's like visual gags and you do jokes. So the show itself awesome. is like, it's, it's a bit of uh you know, performance art, uh music concert, uh stand up comedy you know it's like a little bit of all those things and yeah. um and the, the thing is it's I, I i strive very strongly to engage the parents equally uh-huh um because the, the kids never never come to the shows alone right <laughs> that would be that would be, that would be different but i mean and i i see that totally like even in the titles of some of the songs like brightest beef you know, I'm like, I want to hear that. I'm a parent. I want, like, that's going to keep me interested too. And then Rock Melon, right? It's like, there's so many. It's so clever. It's so great. Um, so tell me tell me about the villains, right? Like, are there villains in the world of Gustafer? I'm like thinking about Cakenstein and Baconstein and, and like, how do they fall in in, in the larger Gustafer world? It's fun. Oh, it's it's bacon. It's cake and stein and bacon. Oh, man, I could not get these right. Cake and stein, bacon stein. Yeah, how do they? How do they factor um, in? I grew up. I was a big fan of Speederman. Uh-huh. The amazing Speederman. No, okay. I'm just kidding. Okay. Okay. <laughs> get it? Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, at some point, um, I do I get it. I do get it. By the way. I yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I'm supposed to get it. And then I, <laughs> I do now. I do. Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> you basically, Speederman. Yep. So, um, let's see. I started writing. I think it started with "I Jump on Cake" from my first album. It was a funny, uh, kind of a novelty, funny food song. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, as as things progressed, I started having more of these, and, and to the point where uh, my second to last album, "Dark Pie Concerns." Is uh, all food songs. I was trying to get it out of my system. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the weird thing is, like the um, those songs are, have ended ended up being kind of the live show staples and uh, the crowd crowd favorites, I guess. Oh, okay. Uh, punching cheese. Um, there's uh, rock melon, of course. There's one's onions. Yep. And Wisconsin poncho. Um. <laughs> So and it's I'm like wow all these all these misuse of food songs so I kind of had and I realized what I was doing as I basically kind of uh, exercising my my own food anxieties. <laughs> uh huh. I can't wait to hear about that. Yeah. Gustafer, um, I, he you know he doesn't he doesn't eat any of these, these things. He he it sort of like finds a different use for all of these things. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Like the the brightest beef is about putting a cold steak on your eye, you know, like when uh-huh. you get a blood. And um, let's see, like, uh, yeah, Wisconsin Poncho is, is just for stumbles across this uh, cl- uh, clothing store where every, everything is made out of cheese. Um, <laughs> and then, so Cake and Stein came about just, I don't know, I probably I just had a song title. Yeah. And um, it ended up, Evolving into what it was, and then um, the uh, it sort of it was the first uh, anthropomorphized uh, food character, meaning it's you know it's it's it it uh, a character that has 
traits of a the food thing that has the traits of a human. Right. So, or of a living, you know, you know what I'm trying to say. I do. So, Frankenstein yeah. exists as, uh, uh, yeah, the first kind of true conflict. Yeah. Uh, conflict besides the the whole man versus nature element of of Gustavus, uh, Earth existence. There's actually um, someone else kind of. Uh, messing things up for the first time yeah and 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 what's interesting about it is and uh, i think that thematically it's uh it's interesting for all ages to grapple with is like when you when you make something or when you are expecting something to be a certain way and it doesn't work out like that like you gotta you gotta reconcile with that right there's an aspect of that to the the kakenstein story yeah yeah and sometimes you have to take take things into your own hands Mm -hmm. uh to kind of keep keep things keep things uh safe so yeah uh, he basically had to de- uh, destroy Kagenstein at the end and then um and that 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 uh that video and that song itself kind of were a big turning point and i kind of saw a, more of a uh that kind of yeah a, the conflict narrative of how i can take that and so uh in the latest uh, video I've made is called Baconstein, which is actually uh, Kakenstein. The origin of of Baconstein video is actually on YouTube. You can watch it. Uh-huh. Is is a, at the end of Kakenstein, he smashed to bits, and but then he, a la Terminator, he kind of sucks himself <laughs> together. You know, uh, you know, like the yeah, brings himself back together. Yeah, like all good villains and you know bad guys do. So and he needs to seek revenge on Gustafer. And so he sneaked, He puts himself together, sleep, slips out the back door, and in, by, he's by the garbage cans, and he's rooting around to try to figure out how he can make a backup, a backup unit, uh, assistant. And so he, <laughs> he makes ends up finding some raw bacon and and kind of stitches it in, together and electrifies it, and hence Baconstein is born. Yeah. Wow. And and it's so it's the first two members of the evilhood of Maine Foods. Yeah. That uh, will be an ever-growing uh, uh, batch of villains. Spoiler alert! See? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we got to leave that right there. I cannot. Yeah. I mean, you know, main. Fo- oh, okay. I can't wait. All right. So, um, before we get to the new album, what? You, so you mentioned you have two kids, and just generally, like, what is the response? Not just of like your kids, but I'd be interested to know. But the the response of your kids and other kids who come to see. Gustafer in concert or listen to of like what kinds of what kinds of feedback do you get um golly well there's uh with my boys I mean they grew up in it yeah so my um my oldest son he he is very good at uh at drawing and and he used to sit kind of sit with me like and he would emulate when I was working on videos, he would kind of be drawing the video as well on his own paper awesome. uh, wow. alongside with me. Yeah. It was pretty interesting. And he, I mean, just the massive stacks of drawings we have collected of his and he's, and he's, he's got, he's got an eye and uh, to him, I mean, it's kind of, this is a long question to answer because I try to shorten this. They're 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 in the they're in it you know they yeah. see what they create it so they're having a very different experience than the kids at shows right so they're getting the example of of how to sit and hopefully you know focus on something and see it to completion um, and the amount of detail and work that goes into it they get they see all that and they also they hear me working out the songs sometimes and and they've actually influenced uh, how the songs go as they've gotten older they've they've had opinions on on certain parts so it's been good oh wow cool yeah and and actually my younger son uh, he co-wrote the first song on the new album by way of he was walking around the house and he was singing he was singing oh oh fall into laughter oh oh fall into tears wow i was like what's that he's like i don't know Did you? Uh, what is that? Did you hear that? Like, sing it again. He's like, oh, oh, fall da, da, da. oh, oh, fall into tears. I'm like, you made that up? He's like, yeah. 
I so I grabbed the guitar and I started playing and I'm like, huh? and I, I basically stole it. <laughs> and, but I, I'm, we had long discussions about this. Of he is getting credit. Oh, that's so good. And, he gets and, he gets a royalty. I'm happy to hear it. <laughs> there's a big, uh, a big discussion and trying to explain it to a six year old uh, about recuperables. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you know, no, well, it costs a lot of money to make this, so can't start paying you back yet. <laughs> <laughs> once we reach, you know, once we reach a certain point, I, I will kick you five cents for every copy. Yeah, so, yeah right. Like, what, uh, we go into into the into the black. Uh, uh, yeah, totally. And I bet have, if it's anything like negotiating with my six year old, that like it, it is either the most impossible thing or extremely easy to solve with a lollipop. Either or. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I had to negotiate just a flat fee to get him off my back. <laughs> Man, they're so tough. So tough. So, so um, there's that kind of thing is is going on in the house, and it's really it's fun. And um, actually, Harvey, my yeah, my older boy, he uh, drew the title cards on every song on my previous DVD. Cool. Um, he just did. He he's got a hand. Yeah. You know, he he. he and he did a great job. And um, so, yeah, every video I make, I have the, the song title comes up first. Yeah. So on, on Dark Pie Concerns, every one of those is, is his. And I, I scan oh, it wow. in. And I, I clean up the, the speckles off yeah. the paper and, sure. and make it. But um, so that's kind of what my kids are experiencing in it. Yeah. And um, at the shows, yeah, it's it's kids come to the shows with – with their Gustaver dolls and things like that, and and that makes me feel great because I, I, um, yeah, I don't know if we mentioned yet. I, there, I have uh, plush toys of all, of main characters. Cool. Gustaver and Slim, Kagenstein and now Baconstein is the newest one. Uh-huh. But I love that the kids have a chance to have a thing that they can go home and they can have use their own, put their own imaginations into play. Yeah. With Gustopher, you know, yep. and so there's whole Gustopher stuff going on that I, I don't even know about, and that that feels really cool. That yeah, they come in. The, there's a show, and and the doll is 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 uh, loved and weather worn, and I'm like, I make oh, that's that's, so that's somebody's favorite. Yeah, oh, you know, it's it's, it's that, really cool. that's got to feel so incredible, just like the amount of time that you've put into the art, the amount of love that you've put into the art, and then to see like it, that like a kid gets it and, and it was like their favorite thing. I just got to be like almost overwhelming. I'm not trying to make either of us cry right now, but like, oh. you know, <laughs> it's great. But, and then, uh, and then the parent with them says like, Oh, we just want you to know we, he walked in with that. He didn't steal that off your merch table. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. As long as that's clear. Um, Totally. So, so the new album uh, just came out. I think a, a month or so ago. We're recording this in mid October. Um, it's called Brighter Side. And is there is there something the- without getting into each specific song thematically? Is there something going on in Gustafer's life on this album, or is it just a snapshot of a few different things? Uh, well, it's it's um it's the way I did this one is I did half sun songs and half earth songs mm-hmm. and uh the artwork on the back kind of indicates you can see which are which um because lately i since i've been um deep into the writing of gustopher's whole story um new new characters have come up and new uh plot elements have come up that have inspired whole songs themselves so uh some of those songs are from uh, deepening the, the the history, uh-huh. and so I had this very clear delineation of, of of past and present, and the you know the sun is bright and the earth is dark, and um, but Gustafer's past he wanted to get away from, so that's kind of actually he had more trouble in the sun, so that's kind of his darker side, uh-huh. and the iron like oh the the brighter place is the darker side, and um, I was toying with this this whole concept of contrast and uh and um juxtaposition and things like that so um at the same time my wife was just studying uh this waldorf education 
anthroposophy and this, this the theories of Rudolf Steiner and, and all this stuff and about how it's important to not deny your shadow, your shadow self, but hold it in reverence to inform your brighter self. And like these theories and it just it, that concept kept coming up. Yeah. And, right. Yes. Okay. Yes. There's contrast. There's, we need, you need, you need to have a dark sky to see the bright stars. Yeah. So it's like, I'm not going to explain all that to a kid in a yeah, song. Totally. But, but the, the, uh, thematically kids get that, I think. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. And that's what the lyrics say, you know, yeah. in the song, like you can't clean unless there's a mess. Yeah. So, um, that's the way I'm presenting it on, on that album. And that's, that's the theme of this one. Yeah. Well, I, I think, uh, I'll just say people should check it out and, and immerse themselves in, in the world of Gustafer. Um, the new album is very good folks. Uh, I've been, I, I resonated with, um, I resonated with hot nights um, okay. I was like, I don't know where this one's going when, uh, well, you know, based on the title, but like just those times where it's so hot, you can't sleep, but that's no fun. That is no good. And I, I have a lot of that here in, in California. Um, okay. but the weather is neither here nor there, uh, in terms of the record. Um, so, <laughs> so. Well, as long as you relate to it, but yeah, hot nights was, I, um, uh, I wanted to have a song that was sounded basically it's the kind of the worst song title in the world <laughs> if you're thinking of uh you know a second like cheesy 80s uh rock ballad called right. hot Nights. yeah that's exactly that's, that's, that's what i thought i was getting <laughs> yeah but there's, so there's a there's a there's a self-awareness in the in the net kind of the irony of the song yeah. title itself but i'm thinking, yeah. well God, he really actually had hot nights <laughs> like literally yeah, on the sun yeah <laughs> um so okay, so how can we? How can people find all of this amazing work? Uh, well, GustaferYellowGold.com. Um, you just Google Gustafer Yellowgold, G-U-S-T-A-F-E-R, Gustafer Yellowgold, and um, there's you see the main website has everything you'll need in there, and then a little as a link to the, the YouTube channel, and I've got playlists for um, different albums and stuff like that and you can uh you can find it all there and facebook mm -hmm. of course facebook of course um so i think that you know we i just want to say for for the audience listening and like this is how deep this world is that we've been talking for like about 41 and a half minutes and we barely scratched the surface so i i this is like a teaser to like this amazing thing that families should check out it's it's totally totally legit. So, um, but I just want to thank you, man. I, like this is fascinating. Like your your work is so different. Like I've talked to so many people at this point for this show, um, and just the way that you go at it, and the way that you're using every ounce of your creativity. It seems like you know from the the drawing to the songwriting to the video making. And that, you know, you said you, you scanned in your son's artwork and took out the speckles. Like the amount of time is mind boggling to me, you know? So right. it's uh it's very, very impressive. And I'm glad that you're, you're making it happen and you haven't burnt out on it. No. Well, as I, I, I think I said to somebody recently, it, um, it's a labor of love, but it's not a labor. So then it, makes it it's just a love it's just a love. Yeah. yeah totally um cool well um i'll let you uh i'm gonna let you go but but morgan thank you so much for your time i feel like our work here is not even close to done um so uh it sounds like there's a lot coming up for gustifer and a lot coming up for you so you know let's uh let's touch base soon thank you for your time thanks michael all right take care care man all right Bye-bye. Bye. Huge thank you to Morgan for taking us through the small slice of the world of Gustafer Yellowgold. Check this out. It's fun. It's good for everyone, adults and kids alike. Thanks for listening. If you want to rate and review on iTunes, I'm not going to stop you. I'm not going to stop you. All the old episodes at goodstuffpod.com. Drop me a line, mike at goodstuffpod.com. Find me on your social media at goodstuffpod. And now here is Gustafer Yellowgold's song, Baconstein. Enjoy. Talk to you soon. Take a seat. Listen.
listen to my story of this magic meat at my breakfast table i am so naive because he surprises me let me explain his nine inch height body made of bacon and he's cooked just right he flexes without breaking and he likes to hide in sandwiches of mine Jumps out for the fright. B -b -b Bacon bacon master of deception with his ninja tricks. B -b 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 Bacon he's little but he's sturdy like a stack of bricks. Oh, it's bad, you see. Now I'm nervous when I'm smelling smoky hickory. I even flinch at pictures of a BLT. South Kentucky forest with boots and jeans. He'd be a bacon Chucky Norris martial arts machine. Now he's all up in my scene. But the bacon style. Stuff.